Number one then, and number one now. You're listening to Heffron and Reed. Heffron and Reed. Rated number one podcast by the World Podcasting Federation and the Podcast Ranking Association. No, for real. It says it right here. And now, here are your hosts, John Heffron and John Reed. All right, here we have, baby! Welcome to another awesome, amazing, wonderful, spectacular, other great words to describe this episode of Heffron and Reap. I'm John Reap. Over here is... Yeah, I'm John Heffron. So here's the deal. If you've been listening to our podcast and you're, you're wondering, is uh, one of the Johns broadcasting from, from a cave in Afghanistan... Um, we just, we, we, we just been trying to figure stuff up. You got to figure we're older dudes. So we're not going to immediately just go, Oh, it's this one little thing. Um, so we can't fix the audio that way. Um, here's what's funny about it. You probably don't even notice cause I've been listening to a lot of podcasts with, you know, nobody's really in the room with each other, right? You know, a couple right. of people and pretty much they all sound the same. So people, would would naturally get somebody's gonna be on a phone. That just that's just how life yeah. is right now. You're not gonna have this. Um, it's the, it's what they call the new normal. Yeah, but it's frustrating yeah. because I'm like, you know, like I was one of those skiers where I sucked at skiing, but I would buy really nice boots and I'd have really nice gloves <laughs> and a nice parka and all that stuff, and then I would still yeah. eat it or or not even go down the black diamond hills. I feel oh, you a poser. Yeah, and I feel that's the same way with uh, in this house I am in my little office thing. I have so much equipment. I have like well, so this many. Is what kills me. This is what kills me. I know. Uh, I know. I've been in your house before, not this one, but I know what your house is like. You got a lot of great stuff, and it's just not organized. And I know. And you have a background in radio. Like, I know you're supposed to be good at this stuff. I feel like if Alan Jackson could just fly to your house and walk around and, 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 and hook up a couple cords, we could do this. But but it's okay. It, how we're doing it now, it's, it's not bad. It sounds good. I feel good. It's a thing. Um, I get frustrated knowing that if I turn my back and I see I have enough to do a small TV station and radio station. You know what I mean? <laughs> I and, and here's, I, you've got so much stuff. You and you always buy a bunch of stuff, and then it's like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> and I want to sell it though. I'm going to try to sell. I have like five micro, like really good podcasting microphones, except for the one obviously I'm using. I have like two or three of these handy Zoom things that every podcaster uses. Um, yep. just all behind me. Like it's. I need to have a podcasting. <laughs> garage and no it's uh I, I think last week we were talking about re-watching old episodes or whenever we did this right i told you i watch all the sopranos yeah yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah. so i accidentally finished the sopranos it was by accident because i was fast forwarding through some plot lines and before you know it i'm watching it i'm like this is the last episode how did i i, I was going through about two mm-hmm. episodes an hour Maybe, you know, I was, I was going a pretty fast clip. Um, and then it got done, but I was so obsessed with the show still, I kind of wanted more. And then I found out that there was, um, people from the show, pretty much every cast member all have their podcasts with each other and they talk about the show. 
Oh, right? really? So, Interesting. So the guy who plays Christopher and uh, Sharip, I went and watched theirs. And then from there, the, the, the actor and actress who plays the kids, they have a podcast called PJ P- oh, Pajamas wow. that I've been watching. But it's so funny. They've all, they're doing theirs. Literally, the, the son, and I forget the actor's name, he's just sitting in front of his couch with like headphones right, from right. his phone and right. it's propped up. And then, you know, these, these are people who make a billion, like right. literally shoe boxes and just one light on top. And I'm like, what, why don't I, why do I care? So <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I um, so equally I, watched them and these, everybody was zooming in, you know, they were yeah. all people who were randomly at their houses and stuff and it sounds fine. So I'm going to let it go. I, I think we should. Let's move forward. I know that um, you told me about. I have some news for you, John. Okay. Uh, this just in breaking news. Uh, um, I did take a COVID test. This is for real. Yeah. And results came in the other day. I am negative. This is. I am negative after being in Tampa, Florida for a five, four or five days straight, doing shows, doing meet and greet, shaking hands, kissing, hugging people, doing all that stuff. And I do not have COVID. So, so well, one, congrats. And, and Florida is ticking up. North Carolina is ticking up. Somehow I did not get it. I was just got back from Tampa. I was in Tampa this Correct. weekend. I got tested on Monday, uh, which, you know, the jury. What, what kind of test was it? The, the, the swab one. Did you, did you administer it yourself? Uh, I mean, did you have to stick it up your own nose or did someone do it? No, somebody did. There's no way you could do it by yourself, I don't think. Yeah, that's what I did. That's 50, the one I took. Then it was, when I went, it was 15 seconds in nostril. Mm-hmm. Like the first time the lady went up, you know, in your brain, you're like, oh, it, it's a quick little, uh, listen, we've all picked a booger. We've all gone up there. It's no big deal. But then I'm like, how long it, this lady is, is she Dude, painting? 15 seconds is a, is a long time in it, your brain. <laughs> it is like it's weird like 50 like yeah and then she got done and i had to sneeze like i'd never sneeze and i almost gave her like the hand like can you wait a second and then bam right up the other one like <laughs> we're right up the other nostril swirl swirl and then i didn't i it took three days to get the stuff back and then the one you i don't got, have the results yet do you no i i do but it said it said not n-o-t determined Whatever the first four, it's a not Detroit, mm-hmm. not deep, but not okay. positive or negative. So then I was worried. I'm like, what? Could they just not tell? Is that what it meant? But I think that testing facility, that's what they go. It's like, if you have it and it's not, not detected. D-E-T. Not detected, negative. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's interesting. Yours is probably a more efficient test than I took. Um, I, I went uh, on a little canoe trip uh, this past weekend with some friends. And before I went, because I was in Tampa, I was doing mean greets, lots of COVID going on. Yeah. I thought, well, let me get tested to put my mother's mind at ease. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure, you know, she's, she, I live with my mom. She's an elderly lady. I don't want to get her sick. So I thought, I'll get tested. We'll find out. Um, but on CVS.com, CVS does free tests. Uh, some of them have testing facilities. I thought I would go there and there would be someone like what, what your experience was who yeah. would do it for me. Um, I had to go through a drive through window at CVS, like at a bank, you know, they yeah. open the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, okay. 
we put a bunch of three separate bags in here. One 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 of the bags has instructions. One bag has uh, some Q-tips with the little thing that you get a, a beaker that you have to put the Q-tip in when you get done. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, yep, that's what we're doing. And it was just a regular Q-tip, John. It wasn't that long, yeah, looking pipe cleaner thing that that I've seen on TV. Mine was just a regular size Q-tip, and she said, you got to go. As far as you can with it, yeah. and then roll it for 15 seconds. And I'm like, I don't know if I trust this test because I don't, I don't know if I'm brave enough to, to go, go th- that far in my nose. If I know I'm doing it, I don't know if I have the courage to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, kind of show. It like shows me what a wuss I am. If if let's say I had to give up information. Let's say somebody was asking me where was John Reap, you know, uh, yesterday, and I and I told you I would keep a secret for you. And then they yeah. go, okay, we're going to, okay, now we're going to get busy. We we want to know, you know, info about John Reap. I'll go, no, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Here's where I'd give up info on people almost immediately. If you make me roll on a foam roller, you know, to roll out <laughs> your legs, like I'd probably go, okay, just, uh, can I stop? Here's where he was. Or that Q-tip for 16 seconds, I would probably, that's, you know. Mm. Yeah, I'm yeah. not, I'm kind of, uh, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I didn't. I didn't think I could do it, John, because I don't like things going in holes yeah. on my body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, any any kind of hole, yeah. I don't like it going yeah. in my nose, uh, except for my mouth. I like food. I like drinking. So that's the only hole where things are allowed to go inside. Um, I, I, I could imagine the, the going into the pee hole. You know, like that uh, kind of. Thing. I've, I, yeah, I've, I, I've seen I, that. I, I, I think I'd rather go off into the woods and die of whatever. Yeah, that seems I, horrible. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. never do that. I'll die. Um, so I, I didn't think I would, I could do it, but apparently I have a deviated septum, and one hole was easier than the other. So my right side, I got about as far as I could, and I was like, I was, I was counting out loud, like, okay, one, two, three. I was pushing yeah. fast, trying to get, get it over with, and I pulled it up the other one. I'm like, I took a deep breath. I'm like, let me get this figured out, and I, and I, I got, I got really far on this side. And I was impressed with myself. And then the rolling part, that made me sneeze right away. So I got to the count of 10. I had to pull it out and I sneezed like six times. <laughs> and then I put it back up there for the rest, another five count and did it. But I don't know if I trust this test because I did it myself. I feel like your test is more accurate because. But there's cases you, that all tests don't. I mean, it's a, uh, it's a thing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, well, this guy, t- I mean, I was in with Tampa the same and then now they're closing it down. Now I'm, I don't know if you. You know, I have shows that I got offered, you know, like in the next weeks to come. And mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I'm going to, I might wait till all, I might let, you How know. How was I, it for you? I mean, um, I was a whole, I want to hear your whole tale. Yeah, so, so uh, when I got to the airport, obviously ghost town, I saw one lady was in a yellow like rain suit, you know, like ducks <laughs> with the yeah. thing all the way up to her, her mouth. And goggles. She was almost looked like she was like on a MythBuster episode. You know, it was all <laughs> yellow goggles, those big like wow. shop goggles. Was um, she an employee of the airport? No, she, she was traveling. just sitting like in the just sitting in the in the lounge. Oh, you know, and then uh, then got on the plane. None of that wigged me out. Um, plane felt you know as unsafe as a plane does. So that's normal. Um, Did you wear your mask? The I wore whole my time? mask like the whole time. I think I took it off for like 
a second or two because I had an itch. But then as I was about to itch, I was realizing I shouldn't be itching. Mm-hmm. So I, you have a, I had three different types of masks, though. I had okay. a bandana, a cloth thing that holds your right. ears perfectly. And when I got on the flight, I took it, the bandana, and pulled it all the way over my eyes, like over my head. And it oh. held my headphones in my ears perfectly because you know how you like you lose them. I was asleep yeah. in like 10, like regardless of what, if this goes when we go back to normal, I'm sleeping with a mask over my whole face for the rest of my life. Like it wow, blocked was it, So was it like an old school bandana? Not the one you tie it? though, but like a sports one that you could wear right. it like seven up, different yeah. ways. Yeah, you could pull it up, right. but it, I pulled it up literally over my face. Um, so <laughs> I feel and before all this, that would have been illegal. Yeah. So like this guy's going to hijack the plane, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so then I, you know, got this show and I was more nervous about my show than catching COVID that for that Thursday first right. show, I was more, I don't, mm-hmm. I, yeah, that was thing. And I was, I think you te- texted me or, or something. I right text, I text I'm you. like, I'm, I'm, I knew, I knew like, a, I knew it was probably showtime and I'm like, I'm going to text him right now and go, are you nervous? Yeah. Yeah. And I was I was literally shitting. I'm like my heart, my heart was pounding. And then I started having all this stuff like what am I going to say when I get on stage? What's going to be a thing? What's going to and and I'm like I don't remember my act. And then the other first comic gets up covid, you know, covid jokes, stuff that you kind of would think next guy gets up some covid stuff and then the both went into their normal uh stuff. Super funny. Then I'm like, well, this crowd really wanted to be there, especially Thursday's show. I was like, these people mm-hmm. braved, showed up. And then I got on stage and had a little bit of rage. For, you know, I took a story that happened to me earlier in the day where some guy, you know, called me a puss because I had a mask on. I went and got pizza mm-hmm. in downtown Ebor, and, you know, a guy called me a wuss. So I kind of used that energy, got on stage. I'm like, hey, Tampa, uh, you might want to lay off you know, calling people, uh, you know, pussies for um, wearing a mask. You guys dress like pirates. You know, I go, so what's the difference between a fake eye patch and then a mask that's heavily? I'm like, I'm pro-life. And then, and then. That's a good, that's a good connection. I'm I'm jealous of that. I wish I would have made that one. Yeah, especially Tampa, because if you don't know Tampa, there's a couple holidays where everybody, it's Pirate Day, where everybody dresses as pirates, and they all run down. It's a fun, whatever, the fest, I don't know. Well, you know, they're they're the Buccaneers, which is a pirate, but they they have a patch over their eyes. Yeah, so it's the same piece. You could use the same joke for Pittsburgh if you go to Pittsburgh. Yeah, so so I went on stage and within, and I just told people that I haven't talked to people in four months, and I even forgot what uh what I even said, and I and I somehow got back in my act. I got off stage, and in the other the MC goes, "Hey man, that stuff up front was was hilarious," and I was like, "I don't remember anything I said. It's I I don't remember any. I just out of sheer fear." And sure, whatever in the audience, whatever it was, I got off. I'm like, I don't remember a single thing. And so then the next show, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say when I get up there. I don't know. And I went up and the same thing happened. Like nothing stuck to memory. But I always, <laughs> you know, found. So then I probably had a mask on almost the whole time. I didn't do meet and greets. But you didn't have his mask on stage. No. 
Uh, I no, didn't no, have no. it on when I was in the green room with the other comics. I kind of like did, you know, sat in my room, walked right to the club, performed, walked right back. Um, but well, there was, I was the only one like that though. The rest of the clubs and everything that are in that area were the people were lined up to go inside. It was no like, mask. No, I didn't even know a, a pandemic thing. That's was, exactly what, yeah. They didn't same have experience. any, any idea. The people. They don't care. <laughs> it's over in Florida. It's over in Florida. I mean, um, so you, I wish you would record your set. Uh, do you ever record your set? Because uh, right now, I need to start doing this too. Um, one, because I have a podcast and maybe something funny would happen and I could actually air it on my podcast. Two, it's a whole new beginning. Like we're, we're starting from scratch in a weird way and it's okay because everyone's like, all right, man, we get it. You've not been up for a while. You can uh, take your time, stretch out some new stuff. And I think we should be recording this because you probably had a 30 minute new chunk. And you I did that, it. that. I completely forgot. Um, just completely 100%. And I'll even say, well, you, say this out loud, so I kind of, because I'm remembering it now, and this might be a way for me to. I just talked about how I, I time traveled, and how I I know what it's going to be a, a a like to be alone with nobody visiting me on government income mm-hmm. in six in ten years. You know when I'm a like senior citizen, so I I got a feeling of what oh. that's going to be like, and I like it. Oh, kind of was how, yeah. and then I somehow went off. But it was weird doing bits where, you know, you'd say stuff, but then it just seemed like, let's say you had a bit about a restaurant, right? Let's, whatever. Like, so I was at a restaurant with somebody and I was there and then somebody walked by. In your brain, you're like, you weren't at, a, I haven't been at a restaurant in five yeah. months. Everyone's <laughs> going to know you weren't in line yeah. at Disneyland trying to whatever because there are no lines. So it kind of took a weird... I found myself yeah. editing and then I'd always have to go remember pre Corona. I mean, it felt great to be on stage, but then the second I got off and was back home this weekend, I'm like, okay, one, I didn't forget my act Two, I might hold out for another, you know, month mm-hmm. just to kind of see. And you got um, tested when you, when you came back from Tampa, but yeah, but it's a pain. You, but it's, but it's a pain in the ass though. So you go and you perform in said city, right? So you just did that with your mom. Right. And let's say you're mm-hmm. somewhere this weekend, you're back at zero. Like, so that test right. is only as good as that test. Right. So now right. as a right. comic, do you want I, every weekend you have to perform, then quarantine yourself for a week and not see anybody, then get tested. And then mm-hmm. when you're positive, then go off to another city to perform again like that. For li- listen, for the money I'm getting paid, that's not one weekend isn't worth three <laughs> weeks of my life. That's why I'm on yeah. Cameo, everybody. Check out Jod Heffron on Cameo. <laughs> and Jod Reed. Check out Jod Reed. But, yeah. but it's a weird, so then you have to, you, yeah, we all have to make livings and stuff, but that all, you know, I've turned yeah. down stuff because I'm like, okay, the cost is not worth the reward. And now that I know I haven't forgotten my act and I can get it back in 10 minutes, yeah. I, I can go longer without well, that. I, I just did, uh, so last night, Bert Kreischer was, in uh, Charlotte, outside of Charlotte. Oh, did you go to? Uh, he he did a drive-in movie theater gig, and I'm like, dude, uh, you want to come pop in? I'd love to do whatever you want. So I did a seven-minute little uh, set. It's crazy. So people come to a drive-in movie theater. They mm-hmm. made up a stage, and like off to the left side of the big screen. Right. Okay. So 
So there are some people parked in, sort of in front of the stage, and the rest of them are parked in front of the big screen. No, just not um, to cut you off. I just wish Burt Kreischer Instagram story some of this, so I knew what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I was there last night. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. I, I, mean, I said I wish Burt Instagram stories some of this, so we could uh, we know uh, what's going on. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, wait. So oh, you, have, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what? Uh, what? So what? Yeah. So what was it like? So you get there, people are in their cars. People in their cars. It was uh, Jesus Trejo, comedian. Um, he had to go first, and it, they didn't have the sound figured out right away. So that poor, he, you know, he was up there going like, "Can y'all hear me? Okay, uh, right. hello." You know, the horns are honking, and on, on the big screen they were showing the previews to the Fast and Furious Five instead of his image somehow that that was a mistake and so he was like oh cool that looks like a good movie (laughs) so he he sort of took the bullet for everybody and then the next guy went up there and they were slowly figuring it out people could listen in their cars to a a certain radio station but i really think that uh, by the time bert got up there they i think they had figured it out with like just listen to the big speakers we have booming out the sound from the stage and did people say that that, did they say in the cars because seeing how it was in Tampa and seeing how but again if we have a second wave people like sitting in lawn chairs in front of their cars mm-hmm. seems like is there any it different like, some people stayed in their cars some people sat on top of their cars some people had trucks and had uh, backed in and were sitting in the trucks some people had lawn chairs and were sitting in lawn chairs. It was a mix, a mixed bag of everything. So when you um, went on stage, could you hear people laughing or people be like? Yeah, well, the first thing that happened to me was uh, within two seconds, somebody goes, "I think I got a hemi." Right. So I, I heard, I heard a hemi, and I went like, "Oh, oh yeah, we could talk about that." And so I have a bit always ready to go when that happens. So right. I was like, "Cool, that'll be my first junk." I didn't have to think about it. Um, <laughs> And then I said, uh, who else has got Dodges out there? And you hear a couple of horns go off. And then I just sort of got into the bit I was going to do. And uh, it was good. It was weird. It's, a, it's like any outdoor gig. It's not great because the sound goes straight up. Um, there's a delay and the t- your timing is off for a second. It yeah. takes a, a, a second to get that figured out. Um, but I give myself a, a B plus, you know, on that. Um, it it was weird, but then Bert went up there and they were ready for Bert and it was pitch dark. And I think they, uh, they had figured out the sound a little bit by the time he got up there. So, uh, it, it, it was interesting. I, I, I didn't like the idea of, I never liked the idea of performing outdoors. Right. But, um, if it's your crowd and they already love you and they're there to see you, it's like, why not, man? Just get up there and put your, you know, do, do some of your favorite stories, address how crazy it is that we're to drive in movie theater. Yeah, I think I'd rather do, I've done that type of stuff before. Like, I remember when I was doing, there was a time, like, 200 colleges a year. Like, remember, like, in your 20s, you're doing NACA stuff, right? And those college shows, they would come up with the hardest scenario to do comedy. Like, I remember performing one time on a basketball court outdoors underneath the basket with no stage. Right. Or on a sidewalk in between the dorms. So when people were walking from class, you would perform. Oh, yeah. So like some weird courtyard. Yeah. So like you had those scenarios, but then you just I I just. Yeah, you have to harken harken back to those days. Yeah. Um, yeah, The good news is they like you. You know, it's not like you're a no name. It's like, oh, we know this guy. 
I would I would do if somebody said, "Hey, we're having a bonfire and there we have thirty people in lawn chairs. Do you want to get up into yeah. like I can control her? I I would do that in you know a, yeah. a second if it was people who knew I was going to be there. If it was a random yeah. bonfire and somebody said, "Just get up and start talking," then that would mm-hmm. be that would. So be. this might be a new thing because it was very you know for for Bert who was actually you know taking all the precautions. Like he didn't do a meet and greet or anything. He yeah. Just, uh, he has his tour bus there, so he would. We walked up to the stage, did the show, came out, we hung out. Um, just us comics and some of the other guys that worked in the crew just hanging out. Right. They, they had a, a grill, but there was no meet and greet there. You know, people wanted to come up and try and take pictures, but he's like, "I can't, I can't, I can't." You know, um, in a nice way. So, if you're worried about uh, catching Corona, maybe this this might be a new thing. But he's do, he's doing another one in Indianapolis pretty soon, but. Um, I still would prefer a comedy club. Over yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and in some city, yeah, I just think we might have a a month or t- two ish. Who knows? Or we're all dead th- three or four months <laughs> right. from now. Like who? Right. Who even? You know what I mean? Like I have friends that have caught it, when they um were as precautious as you can. And then other people are licking strangers and don't get so it's mm-hmm. it's one of those. There's some people like 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 you know defiant about it. You know, yeah, like I would definitely do it. There's it. you know there's some clubs and stuff around like Wendy and at Comedy Works in Denver. I I know what type of precautions she takes and and you know she bought mm-hmm. those misters and it has all that you know stuff that you yeah. sanitize the whole. Like if I know going into a thing. Because yeah. then the fans, you don't, I don't know. There's a little bit of guilt. You don't want to be the performer, then somebody goes to your show and they catch it because they were nice enough. So I know yeah. that's. Yeah, and that's another that, thing. I can't, I'm such a nice guy. I don't want to. When don't. someone puts their hand out to shake it, I uh, can't. Yeah, I had that happen where somebody wanted to take pictures and they literally just leaned in and I was just like, I was, I've always been hover hand anyway. Like I've always yeah. kept, like uh, always had kind of a no touch, but I leaned and I didn't have my mask. I'm like, well, that's the person I caught it from, oh, you know. Yeah. Uh, day day one Thursday night, I was realized I, I'm uh, I'm gonna get it probably. Because I know. I had that. I can't I cannot not shake someone's hand if they put it out because I I, I I I feel like they're gonna talk about oh John Reeves an asshole man he wouldn't even shake my damn hand like I don't want that rep either so I tried to do the fist thing. But yeah, but no, people, I think people would people, get. I, mean, I think my fans really want the handshake and look you right in the eyes. Get one of those like big this. Hulk gloves, those big smash, those big green <laughs> things, and stick yeah. your hand in it and just do yeah, just fist bump people. just like a fist bump, like a like a thing. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um. um oh, I got to tell you, I, I got to tell you something else real quick. Yeah, yeah. Unless you have a, did you have a subject change? Because this is a subject change. No, no, I don't have. I got. First time ever, dude. I booked a gig and got fired. What? Like you? Just... Yeah, yeah. I got fired from um, now. Now I have street cred. I'm like a bad boy, dude. At a club or like a Zoom call? Voiceover. Oh, you Voice booked a gig. gig. I, I was thinking. Oh. Yeah, no i I booked a TBS voiceover gig. Um, I have a voiceover agent who sends me auditions all the time, and I just record them on my Zoom and send them in. And you know, sometimes they like it, sometimes they don't. Um, I have a, hold on a, a second as I write. Why am I not doing <laughs> this? 
John Reapers. Okay. Doing this, uh, and I have all the equipment. And I have all the equipment. That's right. So I will be on an episode of American Dad um, August the thirty first. Um, that- so I, I I do these from time to time. You know, right. sometimes I book them. Right. But this was a voiceover gig for a show for TBS called Celebrity Show Off. And what they're doing is they they get all these different celebrities to come up with a sort of a talent show package that they self-produce in their own homes, their own quarantine confines. Right. And then they send them in and then uh, Blossom, from, you know, Mayambolic or whatever from uh, Big Bang Theory. She's the host of it. Right. Um, she just shows everybody the packages and then America votes who who wins, who gets to go forward. So I was going to be the voiceover of the packages. You know what I mean? Like, like one of the entrances is Jason Mraz. Mm-hmm. I was going to be like, this is Jason Mraz. He's a self-proclaimed garden geek, and he loves vegetarian food and loves organic farming. Like I had, like I did that audition. I, I, when I got it, I'm like, I don't think I'm right for this. But right. I'm not going to say no, no to the audition because I don't want my agents to think I'm not going to do shit. So I'm like, ah, I'm not right for it, but I'll do it. Right. I read it and I sent it in. They go like, oh, that was great. Um, they really like it. Can you read another line? Like, this is a new script. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So I did it again. And I'm laughing. Two days goes by. Reg, my manager, goes, you got the part, dude. This is great. You got the part. I'm like, what? Huh. This is crazy. Like, I, I'm not right for this. Okay. How yeah. much is it? it was, yeah, yeah, it's money. You're going to give me like, yeah, it's money. Yeah. I was going to get like, over 10 episodes, I was going to get around 12 grand. Um, and I, and I had hooked up Alan because I even worked up in the, in a contract. I'm like, well, we actually do have a studio in here. Right, right, right. So I I got Alan a gig out of this whole thing. You know, he was going to get an extra, like, you know, $500 an episode. Up next. Um, uh, Hold on one second. Up next, Jason Mraz. Okay. So go ahead. (laughs) So, all right. So then I'm like, cool. Got the gig. Come over to Alan, uh, do a zoom call with the producer lady. Who's, who's directing me. I've got the script in front of me. I'm reading all the lines, and uh, and it's going too good. It's going real fast. Like, I would read a line <laughs> and go like, okay, how was that? She goes, that's yeah. Oh, great. perfect. That was good. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I go, okay, are you sure? Because, I mean, I could do it different. Maybe, uh, you know, you'd be like, take it down a notch or go up or, all right, all right cool. You say yeah. it's good. Let's keep going. And, I mean, I read, like, 10 pages and was done in like 15 minutes, which is way too fast. Yeah. And she goes, that was awesome. And she's laughing. She's loving all the uh, improv lines I'm throwing in there. She says, go crazy with it. And, I, you know, I'm like, sweet, this is going to be the best gig ever. Yeah. This is what I wanted. This is what I wanted. I wanted to come home and not have to travel and get a good gig. Right. You know? Um, and then, and then like, I knew it was going to be a weekly thing because, they have to eliminate people, right? So I did, I recorded it on like a Wednesday, and I don't hear anything the next day. I'm like, okay, well, maybe they use that. Didn't hear anything the next day. I'm like, hmm. usually they're they're, they're going to call you back and go like, okay, we needed to record this line after so and so heard it. I didn't hear nothing. I'm thinking hmm. this ain't good. Reg calls me up. He's like, uh, yeah. So they're going to go in another direction. They. Um, the production company liked you. The studio liked you, but someone at the network just it didn't work for them, and it didn't fit the format they wanted. And they're, they're going to go another direction. So I got fired <laughs> because it wasn't like I didn't get the part. Right. I had the part. Yeah, 
and there was a and there was a studio exec who just been in their house for four months going i haven't made a decision in four months i need to i need to say something i got to do something to justify why uh, i'm even doing anything on this show before they (laughs) downsize my entire office and then they go right who's the first one to go we can get rid of blossom or we get rid of that reap guy yeah and, and I was, it was a good, I mean, it was, uh, it was easy. It was, uh, not, not for a whole lot of money. I mean, I guess it just wanted, they, they sent me an example of one of the packages, uh, that they had already made one with no voiceover, but music right. and one with like a house guy that was just reading the lines until they found the voiceover guy. And I was listening to him going like, why are they hiring me? This guy's perfect. Yeah. Like whoever it was, was great. And I'm like, I wouldn't hire me. This is dumb. Like, I don't get it. So I was like, in a weird way, I was proven right that I'm not right for this game. <laughs> Voiceover stuff <laughs> is, I, I used to try to get them, but then I got lazy on the road bringing my stuff. Even my book, um, my the book that I just put out, The Holding Deal, I was... I need to do the audio for this because more, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's about a comic audio and book. I could just kind of audit. And I, I sat, I sat down with just like the first page or two, just to see what it would be like, or if I have to hire a director to help me through it. And it was too much work. I read my own book for the first, for, and I go, I remember I mumble and slur now. I, like mm-hmm. this, you don't want this. The whole this is my whole audio, <laughs> audio book. It's me this the whole time. And then the thing. Hey, I'm this. the same way, dude. So that's why I couldn't believe they hired me. Like I, I you know, because I was doing the same thing. Um, oh, I do have a side note to that story, though. So one of the celebrities in this that was Jason Mraz. Do you know who that is? Mm-mm. Jason Mraz. He's a singer. He oh yeah, yeah, cup. yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Him. The remedy is yeah. the experience. Yeah, yeah. It's a natural. Yeah, so it's a good sunshine song. Yeah, the sun, he's a good sun. lyricist. Yeah. How's it going? So, so on a on an album right now that I have called Ginger Pain, mm-hmm. I have a story about uh, breaking a guy's arm while arm wrestling him, and at the end of the story, oh, during the course of the story, I say my girlfriend walks in. I see her, and now I can't lose. Um, I won't lose. I refuse to lose, and I cheated, and I like turned my body, and, and all of a sudden, this dude's arm broke, and I broke a man's arm right in front of my ex-girlfriend, and I said, you see that, Candace? I broke a man's arm. I still love that. Like, I feel like a badass, so I say her name, Candace, blah, 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 and then at the end of the bit, I go like, here's a fun side note to that story. Candace has a younger brother who went on to be a famous singer-songwriter. Do you guys know who Jason Mraz is? Crowd's like, yeah. I go, well, I basically told you that whole story so I could say out loud on a comedy album, Jason Mraz, I fucked his sister. Um, so that story exists out there right now. Anybody could go listen to it. Uh, and then I got this gig, uh, and Jason Mraz was one of the dudes in the, in the show. So I'm wondering... Yeah, yeah, that's somehow. a good one. Yeah, if you're on album, if on Spotify or Pandora, you're you can hear you saying "I boned Jason Moran's sister." Yeah, he he mm-hmm. knows who you are. You know I me. Mean? Saw the name. I don't know. I've never heard back. I've never heard from her. I've never heard from him. Yeah, no, maybe recognize like, your oh, voice. Really? You know, maybe heard you. You know. Yeah. 
and maybe yeah, I mean, your it voice could, it could be that. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I only because I watched all the episodes of The Sopranos recently. Let me ask you this: Would that make you feel better if that was the answer? <laughs> It, it would. I like. Oh, maybe feel better. Hmm. <laughs> I'm being. I'm being the. the no, no, not better. But I, I would like. I would feel better in that I know why, because I want to know why. You know what I mean? Like, why did they go another direction? Ask in your fact, agent. He he was okay. He was going to take ten percent of your cash anyway. So make him earn that ten percent and go. Can you find this out? Yeah. Well, guess what I did. That the the producer lady that was directing me that day she drove to her house and gave her a lawn job. You drove around, did circles in your Hemi in her front yard, and ran through all her, her I, I did, beds of flowers. I did the texting. I did the texting equivalent to that. Oh, okay. Because oh, I, I didn't know there's her. a texting version of a lawn job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what I did. Um, so after I got fired, I sent her this text, which you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to go through agents. Yeah. Stuff, but I was like, fuck, I got her number. What do I care? I already right. got fired. I'll just text her. I said, hey there, was it something I said? <laughs> can you just let me know why so I can improve for future gigs? Thank you. No response. Okay? Now, I didn't expect any text. I did not I would expect just, Yeah, I, I would have not faced it. Yeah. Well, here's what she said. Hey, John, I'm sorry. I honestly haven't been part of any of the decision-making process for this show. We all thought you were great. The only feedback I heard is that the network just asked to go in a different direction. Nothing to do with you personally or your talent. Thank you, and sorry again that it didn't work out. And I said, all good. Thank you for texting me back. I didn't think she would. And she was a sweet girl, but she was probably like 30. You know, it was new. She doesn't have an L.A. number. It's a 414 area code. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't even think I believe her when she says I have no part of the decision making. Maybe you sounded too. I mean, I I don't really hear it. Maybe you, sound, you had too much of an accent. Well, you that's know? what I you know. I'm thinking like, well, I, oh, my agent did tell me originally they wanted to hire Ross Matthews. I don't know who. the the gay sounding dude from the Tonight Show. Uh, oh the yeah, show. yeah, it's a different direction. Yeah. Ross Matthews. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking, all right, well, that's funny. So basically what he's telling me is like, they didn't know what they wanted. They wanted a bunch of people to send in stuff. And then apparently the first audition I sent in was like really good. Yeah. And they liked it. And maybe I read it differently when I was on the phone with this lady. You know what I mean? So it could have been that. Who knows? Just go go with that. You boned his sister. And that's why you, ah! you didn't get the job. You know what I mean? Um, that I, I've been fired from stuff before. It's It's... I don't even know. No, I've not. I have never been fired. From man, I've, I've been. been, uh, I've, only been not, I've only been not hired. I've the, never been fired. The thing that probably sticks in my gut the most, you know, how you you think about things you did, um, you know, that got fired or you had a bad show that just you should let go. I remember twenty five years ago, mm-hmm. I was headlining. Way before last comic, like I was headlining and Ian Bag was featuring for me. Okay. He would get on stage and he would talk to the crowd and I couldn't follow it. And I wasn't even, this was like me being a comic 25, 20 years ago and they switched us. They had me, they had me, they flipped us. So I featured and then he headlined and that's the when most early, mid nineties, probably, you know, oh, wow. 
I mean, it was 20. I mean, it was a long time ago. I wouldn't want to follow Ian Bag now. I'm not saying that it wouldn't go the same way now. Ian's hilarious, but I couldn't. Yeah. But that was that was deballing when you mm. got you got off stage, and then the next show you're the first guy up. Um, uh, yeah. Did y'all have to share a condo together? I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, and then another extra- time, I remember this was in like Alabama uh, again, twenty some years ago. They almost did it, or maybe they did. It was Chris Porter and me. You know. Yeah. And I remember, I, I think that happened, or he just crushed me every night. I don't remember if we got, if we actually got switched. I remember Ian Bag. I think that's the only time that that happened. I remember doing that to a headliner when I was starting. They flipped us. Yeah. And I felt just like the guy instantly was did not like me. But it, did the pay pay get switched too? Do, do you know? Uh, I don't remember. Out? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Ian probably probably got you know. 50 bucks extra my 300 i was making headlining that weekend hey let me uh we'll do a subject change so um let me ask you this question so you know uh i wrote a book called the holding deal so i have an idea for another book i don't necessarily want to it's so i've done so much research on it like even last night i had this weird surge of energy so uh the second book because i can't figure out if i want to do a follow-up to the spy book or I want to do this book because I, I ha- I'm in this old house. I wanted to do a book about the house reflecting on all of its occupants. Right. I've told right. you. It's like, but a funny, yes. but like a funny family mm-hmm. from the 1800s of families now, the same arguments, the same problems, the same. It'd just be like a fun environment, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I started doing research just about the gold rush and Sears catalogs from the 1900s and what, you know, what professions people had. Cause I have all this, you know, this idea for the story that this, this couple in the 1800s wants to go to California for the gold rush. And they don't, they, they, you know, it's a whole, like a, just a really good one of those things. You're like, Oh, this is gonna now if only have the skill to write it. So long story short, yeah, I did research about the the uh, people who built this house in 1840 something. So I went on to oh, you those you know ancestry things, and you type in your thing. Yeah, and then I found the guy lived in New York, and then all of his possessions were sold by the sheriff in the late in like 18 something, and then they came and they bought this property. So now I kind of have the history of this family who I don't know. In, in the 1800s who came here uh there's an ad in the paper f- f- from the 1800s of this guy asking for hide like cowhide to tan and i found that ad so i'm gonna like Whoa. i'm gonna make that ad a uh i'm gonna blow it up and make it a picture and just hang it on the wall of this house i think it's kind of yeah like a, kind oh, that's, of cool that's but, cool but keep in mind i don't know the people live here so then i looked up and saw um the grave, like, so what the, the guy who built this house and there's original tree trunks as a floorboards of this house from the 1800s. Uh, mm-hmm. I found that that person was 70 something and died in like in 1900 or 1904. Um, I found his grave site, right? It popped up Ooh. and it's a, one of those huge scare, like scary tombstones, not a tombstone, mm-hmm. like this big, huge, you know, thing. And it's all like, 
I mean, it was like a memorial or something. Oh uh, yeah, but they're all in this in this um, in cemetery. It's all like they're old. Like they're, every headstone yeah. is two hundred years old. And you're like, does anybody maintain this? So I was driving, and it's close to this house. So I was driving into town uh, today, and I went. I think that old cemetery is down there. So I went and I pulled in the dirt, this dirt part, and I walked through the cemetery, and I was looking on my phone. Cause I was on find a grave and I found the grave site of the person who lived at this house. And I, and I find the grave. Yeah. You can look up. I've done that with like great, great, greats. It's like, you can kind of type oh. in. So I, I told okay. this random person, I had his headstone that I was going to do a funny book about the house that that he built 200 years. It was a weird. So I got to think right with uh, that and uh, the Trump people sending uh, $1.5 billion to people who are dead. Ghosts in this house should be a little happy for a little bit, right? Like, right. I, I, like I think I, I got out of the hauntedness of the, right? right. So if but it was weird going, hanging... yeah, it was weird going to the headstones there. And it's, you know, but now I'm like reading about the family and it's, it's, it's kind of super interesting. Did you take pictures? I would love to see pictures. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And he, he did take some pictures. Okay, good. I'd like to see what they look like. I've not been to a grave site in a long time. I would go and visit um, my mom. Like, I would go sit there when she first passed, and it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some mm-hmm. people, you know, it's... it's. So this one, you were by yourself and walking around? It's the middle of the day, people. though, and it was kind of one of those things you look up and go, I think that's the one I ran past that on a... I think that's in this random field and it there's a name on that. Like, cause you would see it. It, it looks like every uh, vampire movie grave yeah, site, right. you know, it yeah, has yeah. the, where the crosses have circles on both ends and it's really gothy. <laughs> like it's very hot yeah. topicy, you know, the, the, uh, uh, I know it's just, I, I got the perfect <laughs> picture. It's great. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I went and found the guy's name, and his wife was there, and he's, he has a bunch of kids, and they're all kind of right there. And then, how, spend, how much time did you spend? I was there for like a, I wanted to find it, and and then I took a picture of it, and then that, then you know, it wasn't scary. It's the middle of the day. I was being more attacked by right. wasps than than anything. But I just thought, <laughs> you know, I just thought because uh, uh, I just got the visual of a guy in the middle of a cemetery. And another guy sees him from across the street, and he's just running around swatting shit. And yeah, doesn't yeah, and he, he doesn't know if it's ghosts man. or <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's um, yeah, it's wow. just super, super interesting. So I went on to some weird. I like that you're gonna uh, incorporate that uh, into the artwork on that, like you're gonna make that rawhide thing or whatever part of the, you know, put it in the house somewhere. I've, why, yeah. Like That's I, pretty cool. I, yeah, I guess there's a toolbox when I bought this house that they said was the original toolbox, and it it looks like something you'd see on Little House on the Prairie. That's still here. Um, wow. just never wow. le- that never left the house, you know. But it's super it's interesting. Like a co- cotton, it's got like a cotton gin in there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like uh, old, old stuff. but it's so fun looking up. And my goal is to try to have this done by October. I kind of have nothing else going on, but it's it's hard because it's a you're dealing with a lot of different time things, and I'm not a history guy, so I'm just getting, it's going to be so inaccurate. But yeah. uh, I'm going to use it to write bits, and if you're you know listening to these podcasts, you'll see this when this starts. Like I got an old Sears catalog from 
50 something maybe 60 that's like when sears catalog first came out and there was a hammock in there for a dollar 25 and i just immediately and i wrote it down i want to put in the book where you know there was some teenager that convinced their parents they just they want a hammock and you know some dad came off of work in the fields and just looked and saw his teenager just laying in a hammock and just (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just like these kids, all they do is lay around. I didn't have a hammock. Yeah, yeah, you know, so like that argument has always been happening, even 200 years ago, you know, going, yeah, there's always been a teenager in a hammock, no matter what, you know, it's never. I tell you, I think hammocks are overrated. They're hard to get in and out of. They are. Yeah. I mean, once you get in there, it's like you're trapped in there, and then like, if you need to get out, it's like you got to really think about it. Like, well, how bad do I need to get out of this hammock? Because getting back in and getting out is a hassle. Um, you know, one little turn, you're out of the hammock. You ever try to get two people in the yeah, hammock at the you same can't. time? You're That's done. Possible. And then if you don't hang it up, uh, you know, if you, if you don't get it on a sturdy tree, it could fall over and kill you. you know, yeah, even hammocks, or you end up, you don't do the laying out thing. You do it, use it as a chair. It's, it's safer just to kind of sit. You know, mm-hmm. so it, you're sitting yeah. at the bottom of a V, but then most of the time your butt's almost touching the ground anyway. So you might as well just sit on the ground. Like and those it, old rope hammocks, they leave marks on your body like yeah, it's yeah. like you're tied up in bondage. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or like you're a ham. <laughs> it hurts. Or, yeah, or something like that. Uh, yeah. So Dude, I got, have, you, have you seen this documentary about the guy who invented uh, McAfee, the software virus mm-hmm. guy? McAfee Security. I don't. His name is so. John McAfee. Okay, this yeah. is okay. I, I know subject change, but if you want a good documentary to watch, look up John McAfee. I forgot what it's called, but it's right. about him. It's on Netflix or Amazon Prime. It's insane. Right. He's insane. But the whole reason I bring it up because he's got a fetish, and uh, one of his fetishes is he likes to meet these uh, island girls, you know, somewhere in, in the middle in the middle. In, uh, middle of America, not middle of America, like a, a, a Caribbean or something, right. you know, island girls or whatever. And um, he likes them to get in a hammock and he gets under the hammock and they go poo poo in his mouth. Sure. Like, that's his thing. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why would you not? John, you're not supposed to just go. Sure. That's yeah, that would be. Well, that's why you make hammocks. Yeah, like, why would you? Yeah, what happens to you, right? You just the guy's a billionaire. Yeah, you just make so much money that just normal stuff just Mm. bores you that much. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. Um, So now, when I think of a hammock, yeah, because of that stupid documentary. Yeah, (laughs) I'm 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 officially sorry, buddy. I'm leaving that out of my book. There's no way I'm gonna have to buy a hammock. I'm gonna have the kid buy a, one of those paddle balls or whatever those those things are. Um, yeah, let's plug stuff and let's call it a day because I know you got things uh, to I like do. It. Well, let, uh, you know, I'll start. Um, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share to this podcast. Uh, number yeah. one, Heffern and Reap, we're having a ball. This is number three back from eight years ago. And um, we're, even we're more than that, if you go our our last one, I was thinking about this. We had a podcast together called Last Pod Standing. Like we forget about last that podcasting. One. Last pod, yeah, last podcasting. 
Yeah, we yeah. had that, and then we switched it. That was first. Then Heffern and Reap. Then Reap. we switched it to Heffern and Reap, and then we went back to Heffern and Reap, and yeah. then we went back to Heffern and Reap again. And now we're back again. This is number five, I think. Fifth is it, wave. Is it really? I, I think four or five. But um, I, I don't know. Just uh, if, you, if you're having fun on this podcast, just share it. And also go to johnreap.com sometimes. I got merchandise. I got country-ish podcast. That's yeah. another one I do. Very happy about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's just do that. Uh, also, uh, you know, if you text the word John, J-O-H-N, to the number 90210, that's John, J-O-H-N, to the number 90210, you'll get links to everything you need from me, links to my book, um, links to my podcast, which I got to keep doing that one, even though I'm so lazy. I'm like, can I just put this one up as mine? Um, yeah, all Why that. Not? Yeah, right. Just uh, I'm going to do it to help plug Heaven and Reap. But yeah, uh, please, if you haven't already, go to Amazon. Get the holding deal. It's a spy book. That way I can sell some of those to then sit here and write my new one about a house that has an opinion on something. When is when is your next gig? Do you know? I mean, is it, Not is till it, is I could have done one uh, in the next week or two, but I, I was kind of iffy about it. But I also know friends that own bars here in Michigan, like are up north where a lot of, you know, people are on lakes and part of me, yeah. like, do I do that? Or I wait till August where I think I'm in Atlanta and who knows, I'm supposed to be San Francisco, but I, who knows, who knows? Well, uh, my next gig is going to be in Washington, DC, July 23, 24, 25 yeah. at the DC yeah. loft. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's on my website, johnrape.com. Check that out. Yeah. So yeah. That's it. This whole time I've been up here uh, in my little attic thing without air conditioning. So this counts as my hot yoga. Oh, yeah. So that's a thing. All right, John Reed. Namaste, Mr. Heffron. Till next, we meet or speak. I don't even know what that means. All right. Take care, Uh everybody. Since you love the Heffron and Reap show, please go to iTunes and let them know. Rank the show and leave a comment. We don't care what you write, you know. They, Heffron and Reap, have low self-esteem. So please validate them by ranking them and making them seen. So no matter what,